special event alert. Get your ass out of bed and run! This is Late for Changeover, your weekly news, your weekly space news and variety show. Oh, oh okay. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Mr. History, Eric Perot. Gentlemen, how are ya? The man in the closet, Jake Wall. Filing a formal complaint. I don't get a background because you started that You are famous. Officially for that filed. Background. And our very own Big Bird, Mike Dobbs. Big Bird. We're here to bring you the latest updates and headlines pertinent to all Guardians and the other lesser branches as well. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as we present Late for Changeover. Hmm. Gentlemen, it's good to see you Thanksgiving week. You know, thanks oh, for yeah. working. It almost it almost feels like, hey, can you come in and pull a shift on Thanksgiving week? I know you're on leave, <laughs> but can you come in and just pull this shift? And I almost feel that way. Yeah. I did that for too many goddamn years. So You're going to have to pay me hourly now, Marty. You'll get leftovers, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and the commander mm-hmm. will be here, uh, not for very long, but he'll be here to come and shake Show your hand. Face. Maybe give Show some face. coins out. Uh, he, may, he may even scoop out some of the uh aluminum uh tinned turkey yeah thank you for your service <laughs> thank you for your service <laughs> thank you for your service <laughs> and it, you know it, it feels great right and then uh the mid-shift guys come in and they're like Hey, there's still a little bit of food left over there. On some side dried of up mashed potatoes in the <laughs> bowl corner. of gravy. Bowl of gravy sitting there all hard. And we'll Look, still go over there and eat that shit because looks like man. Jello. Well, there's nothing else. You, you yeah, scrape the top. Morning, anything's good. <laughs> that yeah, you get, gravy you get that, disc. That that turkey where it's all coagulated in, and you're like, mm. ah, microwave will take this off. <laughs> It'll loosen it up. Looks, looks like it's been it a sandwich, and you're good to go. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll bring you a loaf of bread, and you're like, "Hey, go to town, man." It's not much left over there, but uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you later. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. All right, Eric. What is this day in history today? Oh, oh, it's pretty good. It's kind of cool. It was right up my alley, so I really like this one. Okay, so first of all, I want to ask you a question. How many of you guys are aware of a successful raid for prisoners during Vietnam? Any successful? Oh, yeah. It was huge, right? It was a big I think that was Rambo. The first Rambo. Yeah. Because those camps camps were supposed to be empty, right? That's why they sent them. They were. Yep. Okay. He's like, oh, my God, he found one. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the true story. There were no successful raids. Yeah. Oh. However. However, <laughs> Operation Ivory Coast was planned November 21st or executed on November 21st, 1970. Operation Ivory Coast was a joint special operations mission executed on November 21st, 1970 to liberate American POWs held at San Tay near Hanoi, North Vietnam. The rescue wow. effort launched from Allied air bases in Thailand and was a mission of mercy, according to President Nixon. If the plan succeeded, Nixon planned to possibly have the freed POWs at the White House 
for Thanksgiving dinner. A successful raid might also bring hope to the other POWs in North Vietnam and their families back in the U.S. Operation Ivory Coast did not succeed. However, the raid demonstrated that well-trained and well-rehearsed Joint Special Operations Forces could conduct missions deep inside denied areas. America POWs continued to languish in inhumane conditions until the last prisoner was released in April of 1973. So it goes on. There's a lot of stuff to it, but I want to tell you the last part, um, give you the specifics of this thing. So training began on September 9th, 1970, after a refresher in basic skills and weapons, the crawl, walk, run method was used for realistic actions on the objective rehearsals. Using a canvas and wooden framed mock-up of the POW camp that was taken down at the end of each day's training to preserve operational security, rehearsals became progressively harder and later conducted at night. By September 28th, Army and Air Force elements trained together with full mission profiles of the raid beginning in October. Brigadier General Blackburn observed one of the rehearsals conducted on October 20th with the ground force arriving three to seven minutes late due to an in-flight navigation error. An operations staff journal entry noted that he was very displeased. Eventually, some 170 rehearsals were conducted. All right, so you got the practice. Who was that? Who were they training to go do this? It was all Army Special Forces, some Air Force elements, and some Navy aircraft over. And I've got some numbers for you, so hold on one second. Hmm. It's odd that they went crawl, walk, run with special forces. So well, it was we it was part. it was an all volunteer force. Yeah, um, Fort Bragg. They wanted a bunch, and the room was full. So I'll give you the exact numbers here in a minute. Um, well, joint force operations weren't really all that big of a thing back in the no, that's true. Nope. Yeah, that's a good point. So the Sante raid had been a complex mission. The joint operation included U.S. Navy air diversion of 59 aircraft, a USAFE force of 19 fixed-wing and six rotary-wing aircraft, and a 56-man Army SF ground force. While Operation Operation Ivory Coast did not recover any prisoners, the raid did boost morale for POWs in North Vietnam, as prisoners learned later of the raid. Additionally, some camps were closed in the aftermath, and the prisoners consolidated, resulting in better care. The ad hoc joint force demonstrated that well-trained and rehearsed U.S. Joint Special Operation Forces could conduct missions even in heavily defended areas. What was it? They got there and there was no prisoners? Correct. Yeah. So there was a question if the intelligence was good. So inside the compound, Captain Meadows, (laughs) inside the compound, Captain Meadows led the 14-man assault group. He announced to be a bullhorn. We are Americans. This is a rescue. Keep your heads down. We are here to get you out. Hmm. However, no response was heard, and it soon became apparent no POWs were present at Sante. All raid elements fanned out to the respective positions, encountering small arms fire and eliminating enemy positions along the way. After a thorough search of the buildings in the compound, Colonel Simmons gave the order to withdraw. It was 27 minutes total, from time on target to the Damn. last helicopter. That's pretty badass. Wow. Yeah. Last helicopter departure in the early morning hours of November 21st, 1970. 
Dodging surface-to-air missiles on the way out, it was another two-and-a-half-hour flight to enemy airspace back to Thailand. So they had one wounded soldier and one guy with a broke bone, but that was the only injuries they incurred. And then there was a big to-do about the intelligence uh, yeah, because apparently that's, that's the POWs had been moved had yeah. had been moved in July. They were no longer there. Wow, that many months earlier, and they yeah yeah. So, so it looks like the mission could have succeeded. The planning went well. Everything yeah. was done correctly. If no prisoners. prisoners. No prisoners. Yeah. What uh, what date was that that they went? Twenty one November. Wow. Nineteen seventy. You think Pat thought... canceled the extra turkeys? <laughs> <laughs> like she's got guys. Just don't even put those in the oven. Or she's like, man, we'll just have some leftovers. Well, I thought the planning of this thing was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's you, pretty cool. Yeah, bringing all this force together and making it work. So, mm-hmm. the shame it didn't work a couple years later. Pretty good Thanksgiving themed day in history. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, it does make you're me well that, on the uh, way to getting that little medal. <laughs> well, right, right. I am working hard, Jake. I'm working hard for that day. <laughs> well, Marty's mentality is you should be working hard. You should be working hard. That's what's yeah. expected. God, a, do you sound a like non-paid a non-paid employee? Right? Do you yeah. sound like a senior NCO again, or what? Yeah, you should you be working that hard. Yeah, this one, oh, this one's yours. It's, with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Ziploc baggie. That's awesome. <laughs> Working hard. He's hot. Well, this is a treat for our viewing audience as we are joined oh. by Teapot Kevin Balcom. <laughs> back, back from Zoo Lights in Denver. Mm-hmm. So that was two and a half hours. I'm not getting back, man. Did you get the drive? <laughs> did you do the drive-through one, or did you actually walk yeah, around the zoo? Yeah, we drove through, and then there was an accident. Like, and it was right in front of, I think, a motorcycle. I think. Uh, I'm thinking the worst, man, because it was it was shattered, and you know we were at a standstill for like an hour, and had a car full of kids, but they were actually pretty good. So mm. I was like, I'm gonna make it here. I I, I missed you guys. It's been too long. Yeah, the bird. What's up, buddy? The bird. Yeah. Big bird. Uh, we uh, in fact, this uh, the veterans 5K that we went to was downtown, <clears throat> and I and I took my daughter, who's now. 28 and she and we parked at the zoo and walked over to the park and, and started the 5k and she goes i've never seen the zoo during the day we always came from zoo lights oh yeah and i was like yeah and i froze my ass off every single she goes yeah it was the coldest walk around the zoo ever so maybe it wasn't too bad for you tonight but uh you certainly paid for it with the car ride that's for sure jesus hmm. Here um, I am. Glad to be back, gentlemen. Well, you are nice. just in time for the news. So, uh, okay. So this first story, I at first I thought uh, it was bad news for SpaceX, right? But then maybe it's good news for SpaceX. So it was really hard to figure it out. So I actually had to read this story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sucked. <laughs> We're gonna talk about. I got to read about it. I, know. I was like, I thought <laughs> I could get it. Just from barely scratch that surface. Now, you know the rules. <laughs> that's true. Good point. No so, details from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, SpaceX Starship. Starship's their big thing. They're pushing for 
you know, mm -hmm. SpaceX is. Its second uncrewed launch ends in explosion. So, you, you know, you take that headline, you're like, oh, shit, bad, bad news for SpaceX. Uh, maybe not. Now, either SpaceX is really good at making it seem like it's bad, not bad news, or they actually accomplish some objectives. So SpaceX's Starship Mars rocket and spacecraft launched for the second time early Saturday morning, uh, making it through liftoff and a planned separation of the uncrewed ship and rocket booster before both ending up exploding. So I guess what's, I know, uh, this is their big heavy lift. This is SpaceX's big heavy lift and their unmanned remote piloted spacecraft. So this is what they're pitching to NASA to go back to the moon and the Mars and everything else. So this is the second flight of this big booster. And the first time they did it, it exploded like just a minute out and it and it blew up the launch pad or something like that. So no, I mean, it got off the pad. It got that off. was their only goal. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? And yeah, they're like, wreckage be damned. <laughs> Don't stand they're like, too hell close. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's the same thing. They're like, it separation is, the same is thing. our only goal. So that was, and that was it. Like, That's what they said. Their objective was, was to get up to separation uh, and so to give you, I don't know if you guys have seen this video yet, but, uh, what kind of money do you think they just exploded? Well, uh, a lot. Um, but let's watch these guys here cheer for the explosion. I would say at least a few million McDoubles. You know what I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty cool view. Of it taking off. I don't know if that's drones yeah. or the helicopter yeah, or what. Sounds like they're in Madison Square Garden. Can you imagine the heat and the force coming off the bottom of that? Yeah. We are two plus 40 seconds into the flight on Starship. 33 Raptor engines powering the first stage. It's pretty cool. Those are all little engines. Here. They're not really that little. Well, no. I, I got gotcha. you. Oh, nice. So, I mean, you guys actually got up early to watch this live. So, the other one just what? intentionally, they didn't even try to push that other one further on. Now, listen to what she says, though. This is a pretty good description of an explosion. Incredible views of our super heavy booster. And. As you can see, the Super Heavy Booster has just experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. And so we are actually going in a suborbital trajectory today. And I mean, a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. I love that. That's pretty badass. So, so they were pretty happy about that. I guess they just wanted to get it to separation. And then uh, I guess the spacecraft itself went off for several more minutes. And then they think it it triggered its own self-destruct. So, oh, okay, cool. Um, so good on SpaceX. Uh, I guess you can cheer and all that shit when it, everything's unmanned, I suppose. And you got a billionaire. Yeah, you, who's not cheer when it's about, yeah, yeah. you got a billionaire not worried about the, you know, the price. Cost. <clears throat> well, but, wait, aren't, aren't we paying for that? Isn't that our money? A little bit, you know, yeah. 75 cents on the dollar, but, uh, you know, Elon's, Elon knows what he's doing. 
but uh, it's not like when it, we've had better success rate than Lockheed, who just got what? Yeah, one point eight billion. Yeah, to blow contract. Right. Yep. Right. And they said I saw uh, uh, another side article about how they're developing that that RV for the Sentinel, the new ICBM. Mm. Now the Sentinels having flight issues. Of course. I think we just solved the whole Dude, social security know. thing. Let's stop doing this shit and put that money to social security. I'm sure. <clears throat> well, yeah, the last to do. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He well, shut maybe. down NASA under his and waited to shut it down, but you know, he revamped NASA's NASA's mission, trying yeah. to recoup Convert some of the stuff. money. Yeah. From here on out, NASA, all you're doing is seeds. <laughs> Chemtrails, seeds, baby. Chemtrails, grow yeah. some things, boys. But then grow behind the scenes, he's like, seeds actually is the cover story for everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's SpaceX. Uh, they're still launching like fiends, man. They just keep putting rockets up like every other day. So, but that's cool. But that Starship is what NASA. Uh, let's see. Starship is key to SpaceX's future business plans, and the U.S.'s return to the moon. SpaceX is under contract with NASA to develop the Starship spacecraft into a lunar lander for NASA's Artemis program. So they've got some job security, even though they're blowing yeah. shit up left and right off the off the pad. But it does make you wonder, how close can you stand to that thing now, right? Oof. As it starts yeah. going downrange. Miles. <laughs> um, all right. Let's give our honorary original guardian, our hog, his due. Okay. <laughs> right on. Love so love this is your, chan your chance to shine, Eric. Right. Uh, Pull that uh, good is... conduct out, baby. It's coming. <laughs> oh, wait. That, that's well going to be determined by the movie game. <laughs> so from AaronSpaceForces.com. Uh, this guy wrote a wrote a uh, and got published this article about how to make Air Force bases safer and security forces happier. So, because we know they're not happy unless they're <laughs> retired, up, unless they're shacking up in a bomb shelter. So um, that's true too. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this is not an article to point and poke. Okay. Hey, okay, wait, okay. actually, we all secretly admire you for that. To be honest with you, <laughs> I think up was, and forget, I never I think, got the shack up in a shelter. <laughs> I think there was a time at uh, Sibbers that we had two, maybe three people pregnant by security forces at one time. Uh, yeah, that was a good uh, time. Yeah. Before we start, I want to talk about a camera system, <laughs> infrared, that we had called Cyclops. Oh, Cyclops was activated on all our deployments. So it would turn all around the base. So all you space guys trying to hide out in the latrines and stuff, having sex, cops were sitting back laughing at you. Jokes on you. Space guys don't have sex. Oh, all right. That, <laughs> that was that jokes on you. It, it might have been civil engineer then. Who knows? But that was actual. So we we caught a number of people with those cyclops because it was no just shit. Yep. And I bet you, I bet you, if you looked at those tapes that are spanning over the base, there's like the what's that big black square? Oh, fallout shelter. We don't film that. <laughs> no. yeah. going like that. <laughs> That's private. <Yeah. laughs> hey, there ain't no cameras the in the data chase. You know what I'm saying? Data <laughs> <laughs> chase. The, the ah. camera goes like this, and then when it gets to the shelter, it goes. Zzz. 
Right. Cuts by. <laughs> Cut by. There was a uh there chase, was a, a training suite down in, in Sivers, right? I think it was down, I mean not Sivers, uh down in Shriver for GPS. And they had an old training suite, I think, down in the basement. And you go out, you go down in there and they'd have to admit you back into the training suite. And right in the little foyer piece was a couch. And the first thing when I got down there, like, don't sit on that couch. Yeah, was it black? And, and I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember exactly, but don't it was. I was told not to sit on that couch, and I was like, "Well, how come?" And they're like, "It's a lot of mischief. That security does a lot of patrols down here." <laughs> I was like, "You might even get pregnant." Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you might. <laughs> good you out, homie. That's why we were so good at our jobs. We were never where we were supposed to be. We were always somewhere else. So this Off whole sick. guy's article about uh, economy of force and stuff, maybe if you just uh, stop issuing condoms, maybe you would have enough cops to do their job out there, right? Is that what you're saying? No, there? no. Most of them would be knocked up. Uh, that's hard. have to plus up their manning. Okay, nope. okay, okay. Uh, this guy, Senior Master Sergeant Brandon Dinkins, a 19-year defender, is the superintendent of operations and training for the 45th Security Forces Squadron at Patrick Space Force Base, Florida. He wrote a paper that was published in the fall issue of Air University's Air and Space Operations Review. Have you guys ever written anything that got published? Have you ever I, written it? I, I remember writing... Something to the commander at Two Swiss when we were on 12s. I think that was a, Ca a Captain Zizius move. He's like, hey, can you guys all write letters? And I was like, okay, I'll write a letter. I think it got round filed as soon as it was. But. I mean, I helped author the 3-1 for OPIR. Yeah. No Very well written too, Vern, by the way. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what you did in weapons and tactics. You developed <laughs> tactics wrote them into manuals and stuff that's yeah that was the job well you guys that did your college degrees did a thesis right i mean i did a thesis for yeah, college not for a bachelor's yeah you did university did. of phoenix don't need no thesis <laughs> <laughs> okay well i had to put one together for so. a bachelor's yeah no shit. through colorado christian university what you Eric, i think they call those essays no no this was a thesis <laughs> i have it I have. It's published hardback and all. No shit. Yeah. Wow. You didn't have to count the words nice. in it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm at 395 of 400 words and I can't. Well, it was funny because you did a chapter every quarter of your uh, classes. Yeah. So you were writing it as you went, you know. Oh, okay. So what was the big uh, online school early on? It was someplace in Michigan, wasn't it? Wasn't it a, a Michigan like uh, online school or, or or a correspondence school? I can't remember. All I remember was Phoenix University. Oh, this was before University of Phoenix got big. There was somebody. Uh, it was like Central Michigan, wasn't it? I thought it was I, Central Michigan. Uh, Colorado State had a very early yeah, online Colorado curriculum. State, uh, the Columbia campus. College out of Missouri, because that's where I got my bachelor's from. Oh, nice was job. very early on. Um, I don't remember Michigan, but American Military University too was. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. I, I, and maybe this is in the '90s, but I thought it was like Central Michigan or something like that. But anyway, chips, fire up chips, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his basically his thesis on this. Before I turn it over to Eric, is 
today, many security force members at Air Force installations worldwide have limited operational effectiveness due to redundant security concepts and restrictive security procedures. A new security management approach for security forces posting and response can help create a more lethal, educated, effective, and ready force to meet the dangerous threats of today. So basically his big premise is uh, there were two of them. One to be reactive rather than proactive or proactive versus proactive reactive. rather than reactive. Yep. And to tailor your security forces to the needs of the base. And Eric, you can speak to more of those, right? Sure. Well, I mean, you guys are being Air Force guys. There was always one big governing document. 101, if I recall right, was the document for security. And it was a one-size-fit-all, no matter what your mission was at that base. That was always a problem because what fit at Andrews didn't fit at Charleston or vice versa. So, But was guys that supposed be- to be even applied to, like, if you went to Thule or uh, oh, yeah. uh, Minot? That was supposed to be the same structure oh, yeah. everywhere Fuck. yep yep i mean the only differences is where when you started talking about uh nuclear launch installations the premises was the same but the mission specific for cops because it was missiles versus a flight line or aircraft aircraft oh yeah, yeah 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 so i think with him uh back in my day we were very tunnel visioned you were either security or you were le yeah. le did the law enforcement capabilities of the base Security did nothing but walk around B-52s and walk around the flight line protecting aircraft. We were very tunnel vision. Um, That role started expanding when we combined law enforcement and security um, as well as Were there like uh, shred outs in your AFSC for those two? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. I was a security guy. Law enforcement was separate. And they also included combat arms or CADMS guys. So when we combined that mission role expanded yeah, and it continued to get bigger. Um, I know in the article, he specifically talked about air-based ground defense. Uh, before we started, I was telling Marty prior to air force taking on the role of protecting the installation, it was an army's responsibility. Um, and then the army said, we, well, I'm not sure who said, but that role went away and they said, air force, you are now responsible for protecting your perimeter. So air-based ground defense was started um, how to protect the installation. And we used all army doctrine to train our security forces. So they're going through army schools. I went to Marine Corps patrol school, did all the patrolling, you know, all the way from field fortifications, how to build a a fighting position, a foxhole. Mm. uh, I mean, the whole nine yards. So it really expanded our role, which was much better because at the time Dinkins is talking about, you get one guy, who's responsible for walking it back and forth across a taxiway gap. I know in Charleston, we had two F-15s that were on alert every other week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Even if the aircraft weren't on alert, you had a guy walking back and forth, wasting his time across the taxiway gap. So the redundancy was ridiculous and and, and unnecessary. For a non-alert aircraft, you could have Close the taxiway gap fence. He didn't. What do you What do you think is uh, the major uh, roadblock in being able to go? Hey, we don't need somebody out there for Monday through Thursday until you know the weekend. Was it the commander, or was it you know was it just this whole 
um, culture of we got to stick to the book. Well, no, I that's think that dick bag that sneaks on and steals a Humvee and ruins it for everybody. <laughs> that's that's right. exactly it. Makes us look bad. Yeah, uh, somebody's putting a sticker on some F-16. So are you saying that <laughs> your, your entire headquarters guidance is like way too prescriptive and not hamstrings? Is that is that what I'm getting here? Is that the gist? Absolutely. So That's cops, awful, man. That's awful. The cops have a one star that runs their show. And in the past, he's been very, very hands off. So the guidance was always from the book. You do this. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't differentiate. Do this. So when you have a mission at Charleston Air Force Base, which has different resources, seven uh, C seventeens. Uh, you know, it used to be the old Air Force one forty ones. That mission differed from what's being done at Andrews, where you got presidential security. But you were doing things the exact same way, and it doesn't work. One shoe doesn't fit all. And especially now, when you guys are aware, when cops are deployed, they're responsible for convoy operations. That was something that we never did. But we took that role away from Army, so Army could keep and stay out in the field. Air Force cops could be the convoy ops. And that's really worked. So I, I really appreciate the role expansion. And I know Dinkins is probably saying if we had commanders at the base willing to step out and say, guys, we don't need to do this, this, and this, let's put our resources here. I I think you'd find it would run better. Cops would be happier. Uh, They would be in better place to prevent things from happening. Is that, that that was specifically called out though. He said base uh, defense force commanders can seek waivers and to tailor their security strategies, but there's a unspoken like taboo against it. It's what yeah. I mean, I I retired in two thousand. When did I retire? Two thousand three. Going all the way back when I was in the military, we had senior NCOs going, guys, this doesn't apply. Why are Why are we doing this? And the commander said, "Do it. You're told to do it. This is what we're doing." You guys so, didn't have base supplements to the AFI. You did, but they didn't have much guidance. They didn't change the difference of what you were doing from the big red. You know, that that was the, okay, this is a missile base. This is an aircraft base. Mm. That was it. That's weird because I thought, I mean, coming into space, that's space mentality where Mm. leaders are too afraid of their higher-ups to do anything different or to do something creative, right? And that's just like, okay, space came from SAC with all the rules and regulations. Nobody wants to get in trouble. Nobody wants to be, you want to be a free thinker, but you're not yeah. sure if they're going to be allowed to be a free thinker. And you're saying that was in the cops. That's wild because I oh, yeah. cops were, especially you know, on as, state as, side. as much shit as we give cops, we thought, oh, well, they, they know what to do and they know how to put where, you know, that kind of shit. But it's the same philosophy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stateside, much more than your overseas. I mean, the bigger threat areas, your Korea installations, they were given a little more freeway. The threat was, I think that was out their gate. Yeah. Every time you go overseas, nobody's going to question, hey, we need to do this for that. And they're like, okay, that's a good decision. There's there's more of a get the job done mentality. Yeah. 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 So now, Mike Johns, this is for you. Hold on, Jake. For Mike Johns, the one area that did change a lot of what we did was higher threat conditions 
again, the higher the threat, sure. more leeway. You were able to do things. I mean, isn't that crazy? We, That's ridiculous. Yeah. So the, more, the closer we get to war, yeah. Okay, then you can do shit that you want. That's to do. a perfect example of reactive versus proactive. Yeah. Well, were you just implementing additional rams, or was it actual like you, were, you guys were able to kind of call your own plays? Well, the base commander, depending on the threat, could call his own place. But you're right; it, a lot of it was just additional rams. You and anti-terrorism measurements. You'd go yeah. over and you know implement gate checks or. So a perfect oh, example was. Want to check my trunk again? You just <laughs> did it two days ago. I was random, assigned random. to a Space Command IG for my last four years in the service. I was oh, doing operational yeah. readiness and nuclear surety. So when 9-11 happened, we had the option to stay with the IG or go to active units and say, you know, we're here to help. Yeah. So I went to the 21st Space Wing started 12 hour shifts running day shift with them through the whole thing. So all the cops from the IG team went out to the units. Oh, to so you were doing day shifts. So you got the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. For that time I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I absolutely did. And they're so, like, thank you for working on this holiday. They're like, what about the midshift guys? He's like, I'll be, I'll be long gone before. That. Well, there were a couple yeah. nights that I just spent the night locked down on the base. I didn't even go home. During that period. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Because yeah. the base was locked down tight. Right. Yeah, we were in Delta for what, like three months or something like that right after 9-11? <laughs> it was a period of time, yeah. Yep. Do you, do you yeah, I didn't go to work for like three, four weeks because I was, I was support. They're like, don't come in. Yep. Oh, right, right. Um, but do you remember well, I was that? A pointy, I was a pointy-end crew dog at the time, so I was there. <laughs> oh, you know, man. Killing terrorists left and right. The end. <laughs> Point the end guys, of the one sop sword. Were you guys ever on the Xbox? <laughs> were you ever assigned as an augmentee? Were any of you ever assigned as augmentees to the cops? No. Oh, Mostly no. civil engineering and the comms. guys who had clearance problems, we sent yep. them over to be augmentees. I, I was there for one day and I racked it right off the bat, and they were like, um, <laughs> um no. <laughs> like, oh, Where did you get ammo? Solve that problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was their question too. Oh my god. <laughs> I come to work prepared, guys. You know? I've got to tell people. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um I I give Dinkins credit because he did have that paragraph in there. It says, nothing's worse than feeling like you are wasting your time. So I've been on post plenty of times asking why am I here? Sometimes as defenders, we are not even told what we're guarding. It's good to know why we do things. So pretty cool. You know, it's yep. pretty cool. It's good to see Dakin speaking out and getting published with it. Yeah, that's pretty well, that's for some of that for some of that knowing what you were guarding stuff, they started implementing a lot of that in the FTAC. I'd have to go and get briefings at uh at FTAC to tell, you know, like the Sibbers mission. I'd have to, you know, we had a cool video and all that kind of stuff that I would go in and explain to the wider base audience of what the mission of the base actually was. So hopefully some of that cleared up um you know some of the why we're there kind of stuff that was going on. Did you find when you had to give those briefings that you did have people come in there that really didn't know what the fuck was going on? Oh absolutely. And you could ask them questions after afterwards and they just, no, no one was paying attention. You know, you go through, well, you sit a bunch of air, you sit 50 airmen down into the, you know, the chapel uh, lunchroom to watch, a, you know, to get briefings for eight hours a day. They're, they're tapped out after 15 minutes. Sure. And uh, 
so yeah, once I get to, you know, at least mine had a video with it and I, you know, I kind of, you know, I throw in some color and stuff like that and try to like, keep people interested, but yeah, maybe out of 50 people, you'd have five people that could say, oh yeah, I, I remember that part of the briefing and could actually tell you what was going on, but. See, they'd recognize you at the Thanksgiving mess hall and they'd be like, hey, that's the FTAC guy. Yeah. <laughs> I must uh, say being a cop, I really enjoyed it. There was two things that I always liked about it. We were always in the know when threats were occurring. That's the one thing yeah. we got. And the other thing is if something was going on, we were going to be part of it, which was my thing. I enjoyed that. I okay. So, it. so tell me this, tell me this, because uh, when I was in the army, uh, I remember the days where you could park your car right outside post and you could walk in. When you were drunk, right? And then nine eleven came. You were drunk. Yeah, they 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 would as long as you didn't drive, you could just go walk to your room, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, times were different during the non. That's <laughs> fired. You could, could hotbox the crew van down back then. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, Eric bridged that time period, right? Because you went where there were yeah. basically open base, yep. and now everybody's ID checked, right? So, uh, I mean, was there a big difference? I mean, obviously, the difference in workload. You know, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. now you're checking everybody. Yeah. Um, but there was no more walking in. That had to suck for all the drunks. I know it did yeah. for me. Well, the big thing for security guys, <laughs> when law enforcement Hit me hard. Needed, needed, needed help, and they asked the, the security guys, do you have any? Do you have anybody on a post that is not needed? Well, yeah, I got two guys that are walking a taxiway gap. You want one? Oh, yeah, no man, kidding. sign me up. I'd go fucking ride around and write a ticket or fucking yeah. wave traffic, you know, get involved, yeah, yeah. which was cool for a security guy. So that yeah. was what was nice about combining it all. <clears throat> Good stuff. Well, cool. Um, that last paragraph, he said, Dinkins said now is the time to optimize security forces. The last time the career field underwent major changes was in the wake of the 96 Kobar Towers bombing at Dharan Air Base, Saudi Arabia, where 19 airmen died and hundreds more were wounded. Where were you at in 96, Eric? 96, I was in Charleston getting ready to head to Korea. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Wasn't in the desert. Do you remember that uh, incident? With the, oh yeah, with they... Cobar Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that did, that changed the whole way we did security in the desert. Oh, did it really? Installations. Really? It went to a much more proactive role. Mm. Um, earlier on, we didn't have any helicopter support. <laughs> Later, when I went, they started having cops ride with the helicopter crews to do SAM footprints, looking for missiles outside that could are going to be launched from the oh, outside no, into shit. the installation. Wow. Taking taking a much more proactive role. Yeah. So yeah. much cooler. Which I guess we, I mean, we we always get the best response. We're not the best proactive people, though. No. You know. Well, and you guys have heard the term defense in depth. Yeah, sure, sure. It's huge in security. Make it harder. Make it, you know, a variety yeah. of obstacles to get to the resource. So that's what it's all about. 
That's why they do redo the entry control of Buckley like every other year. So they're like, hey, there's not enough zigzaggies in here. Serpentines. <laughs> so, you got to have serpentines, man. Let's do another $200,000 and knock it all down again. It's aggressive. Like, Those are aggressive up there, man. I'm like, damn, I really got to like concentrate, man. <laughs> Like, how much do you think those big ass stones cost that they put out there, man? No. Hey. Oh yeah, no. big stones. Yeah. Like no. wow. The academies, though, man, you could hit that at like fifty-five, man. Yeah, Easy. Academies Easy pretty pretty They're like curved down. There's like a little fun ramp on the side. Yeah, until they initiate that freaking bollard oh. that comes out yeah. of the road. Yeah. Get that yeah, bad right, boy. Right, right. You'll be slammed. Those videos are pretty cool to show the capability of those things. Yeah. Oh, when they blow up like a yeah. <laughs> dump truck. Jeez, dude. All right. So uh, for this next story, we're going to try something. We're going to do a little ad lib. Jake, you and I are going to do a little ad lib. Right? Oh, okay. So ad lib. Uh, we're going to do some role play. Okay. Ooh. Jake, you're, I'm gonna, Jake, I'm, you're the girl. What's the same no, word? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be your hot girlfriend, Jake. Nice. I can see it. We we fight a lot, but we want to be together, right? You want to be with me. Okay. Yeah. You want to stay in that relationship. So I'm going to come to you one day and I'm going to go, Jake, honey. uh, Do it in a girl's voice. I'm not going to do a girl's voice. Sell this. Sell it, Marty. That's that's, that's a bridge too far from me. <laughs> but we need Jake. We need to talk about something very serious. Okay. Is it the rash? Well, no. <laughs> okay. That's a problem. But we got to talk about something real serious. Now you know I don't want to get pregnant, right? You know that, okay? And in order for us to stay together, anal. That's only on a couple days a month, right? and I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Even though you can't see my face, I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> but to prove your loyalty to me, I'm going to need you to get a uh, vasectomy. Okay. Oh, nice. If you want to stay with me, you got to get a vasectomy. What do you say about that? Yeah. Uh... I mean, are you a, like an eight out of 10? What are we talking here? Yeah, what are they talking I'm, about? I'm, 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 the... 11 I'm 11 out of 10. 11. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Snip it, baby. <laughs> hey, me up. As long as I can still glue your eyes shut, we're good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not going for monetization, huh? Well, okay. Oh, it's good sure to be back, you, fellas. Good to be back. That's not the response I expected, but if you're sure oh, you want to get the hell no. You want me to say hell no? Get out of here, woman. Well, if, hey, you can't, if, you can't, if you can't commit no. to me to get the vasectomy, uh-huh. then we're going to have to end the relationship. Right. You are late for changeover. You, are, yeah. you will be out. Guess what? That's, that's not the only thing that's going to be late for changeover here. Period's about to be late when I convince you I had a vasectomy three months ago. If you don't get the vasectomy, then we're done. We're over. Okay? That's it. You got it? Okay. All right. All right. We'll see we're you over. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for that role play. <laughs> I, I told my wife, I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but this yeah. is probably not going to go well. It went well. What was, what was well. the <laughs> end of result of that story? Well, you'll see. Because oh, now okay. we're going to task and purpose and 
the article they have was the army sent letters to soldiers separated for vaccine refusal. Because they're desperate for people. They are desperate for people. So the soldiers who were forced out of the army for for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine have received letters with instructions on how to rejoin. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) A letter signed. Did you get the vaccine? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, they got kicked out because they didn't get it. No, but was the instruction to get the vaccine and then you can come back in? No, they said oh, well, all that. Good uh, point. Don't worry about that. Would it. be a very army thing to do. Come on back. Right? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. A letter signed by Brigadier General Hope Rampy, Army Director of Personnel Management, read, "Quote: As a result of the rescission of all current COVID nineteen vaccine requirements, former soldiers who were involuntarily separated for the refusal to receive the COVID nineteen vaccination." may request a correction of their military records. I'm not sure what that means. But it also says uh, the letter also instructs soldiers looking to return to service to contact an Army, Army Reserve, or National Guard recruiter. However, it was not immediately clear to an Army spokesman if soldiers who rejoin would return to their former unit or MOS. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, going infantry. Everyone's going infantry. The Army separated 1,903 active duty soldiers for refusing the COVID-19 vaccination during the nearly year and a half it was mandatory. Letters were sent to approximately 1,900 of those troops, according to an Army spokesperson. This was specifically part of the COVID mandate recession process, said an Army spokesman spokesperson Bryce Duby referring to policy that was passed in last year's annual defense policy bill. So they wouldn't have done shit unless they did this thing last year, right? Uh, Earlier this year, the defense department suggested that 8,400 service members separated for vaccine refusal might be eligible for back pay, but officials walk. Now we're talking, but (laughs) officials walk that back in, in January. They're like, ho, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) Remember those remember those guys who got shafted out of their bonus? Oh, We're not gonna yeah. back pay these guys either. So yeah. you know. Uh the coronavirus pandemic wasn't the first time the military <clears throat> mandated vaccines. In the 1990s, former President Bill Clinton mandated that troops receive the anthrax vaccine, which Jake got nine of them. Bonus points. <laughs> uh <laughs> Leading to similar lawsuits and complaints about adverse side effects. I never heard about those lawsuits. Did you ever hear about any of those lawsuits? They kept that shit on the down low for that. Yeah, that was really quiet. Some troops continued to work. Others were penalized with non-judicial punishments. They lost rank and pay or received dishonorable discharges because of anthrax. I never heard of any of that. So. Yeah. All right, Jake. We're back in a role play, okay? Well, those guys were booted as general discharge, though, right? At least. Yeah, yeah. I think most of them yeah. were, but some some there was also other issues. Maybe those are three guys who didn't get letters. Yeah. <laughs> like, woo! So, thankfully, they didn't. So, Jake, this is, uh, this is your ex-girlfriend texting you. Now, <laughs> right? She's saying, hey, Jake, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while. Remember that whole vasectomy thing? Just kidding. Yeah, it's not a priority for me anymore. So if you want to get back together, just uh, just let me know. You know, tie it, tighten the bow. I miss you. 
<laughs> yeah, damn, bro. That's how no Michelle like, Can you imagine being in the room and they're late and they came up with this idea? It was like, hey, we might get 1,900 more troops back in. They're like, I mean, who how many wants got to come out? back in? What, what percent is going to get come, gonna There were 1,900 that the army in. kicked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and, the, and the guys, uh, you got to be smart enough. Uh, say you get a percentage of guys who are just like, hey, I want to come back in. Really? Do you trust those guys who want to come back in now that they've been spurned by that yeah. ex-girlfriend? Yeah. They want to come back hey, in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody may or may not have violated a direct order in his day and got his ass handed to him. That's true. You know, <laughs> you know sometimes. Gosh. Yeah, thank you. Sometimes you, uh, maybe a second chance, maybe, yo, I, I messed up. Yeah, I want to come yeah. back. I, th- I'm okay with it. Um, I think they're idiots, but you know, we're all idiots once in a while. What's surprising well, the most? There was only 1,900. Like, there was only 1,900 people. That's that's impressive, actually, for the yeah, amount of active yeah. duty, right? I'm like, wow, that, that small number. I think the Navy's numbers were a lot higher. I yeah, think that's the Navy's, Army, all right. Yeah, I think the Navy. Yeah, that's just Army. Yeah. Did that apply yeah, to all I, services? Hey, if they go back in, that's uh, cool. no, just Army. I, okay. By yeah. all means, give them the opportunity. That mm-hmm. that's great. But man, I'd be jaded. No. Yeah, too, that's huh? what I mean. I you got to be suspicious of a guy who's like, yeah, I'll come back in. Yeah. Now. Sure. Yeah, he's, he's got to like, let me come back in. <laughs> if you were at like 15 years. And then you got booted or 16 years. And then you got booted. Heck yeah. I'd go back in. Just yeah. suck it up for the last four. To try my, to get that retirement. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My requirement would be, I need to get a, an official letter apology from one of the higher ups. Oh. One star, <laughs> one star minimum. I need an apology letter. That's and I, I'll think about it. <laughs> they don't even yeah. know how to let you back in. Yeah, that's the thing. You're like, yeah. go to a army recruiter somewhere. And what yeah. rank do you come back in? Do you well, come back true. as in but, your official rank? Who knows? I mean, they may be that desperate right now. Yeah, yeah. they're like, well, they're short. What nineteen thousand? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just this year, like yeah, just this year. So, Oof. which amazingly yeah. enough, they're short in recruiting, but they made their goal thousand, for sorry. retention. So I don't know how that okay. how that works out. So yeah, so no new. This guys, is probably this is probably better. Guys. This is probably better than trying to get 1,900 new accessions in that are just dumb as shit, right? Like yeah. so, a good chunk of these guys probably like, yeah, I made a mistake. I should probably go back. You know, some may be jaded, but I think a chunk of them are probably like, hmm, yeah, well, I should I, probably go back. You yeah, know? it could be, but let's let's say it's been two years and you get out and you're like. Shit, I'm tired of being a waiter. You know, fuck yeah, I'll go yeah. back in. Yeah, shit. Sure. Right, right. Uh-huh. And so here's the question. If you guys were in the service today and they requested that you get the shot, would you do it? Yep. No. No. No? With all the shit that's coming out about that damn thing? No. Uh, I'm immunocompromised and I like to read, <laughs> right? I like to read. I do have a master's in program management from Michigan. Right, engineering <laughs> school. So I like to read. Um, I don't. I don't buy the hype of it being dangerous. Like, okay, it's, it, I, it's, it's I shitty. The, the one thing I don't like, and, and this is what I harp on most, is they were hyping it up, and the data, you know, the data 
you know, what's the word here? Because I'm starting to build a buzz because I stopped drinking. I had a half glass, so I'm feeling good. Nice. The data supported <laughs> the data supported what they were saying percentage wise, and it ends up being really it's a flu vaccine. Like, roll the dice, dude. Either it's gonna work or it's not gonna work. So I can see why people are miffed because now like flu vaccine and I have to get a COVID vaccine. Like I get that. But for someone like me who's immunocompromised, like, yeah, man, I'm I'm going in because I I've had the flu and I had COVID. Fuck it. I don't whatever helps, like I'm in. Fair enough. Sure. It's it I mean I'm, mandating all that shit that they did really put a it really put doubt into everything, right? It's not a vaccine. It's just and the flu vaccine was never a vaccine. It was always a flu shot. They should just call this a COVID shot because it's not yeah. a, it's not a polio yeah. vaccine. And I, and and, you know? and I can even understand people that because it happened so fast, right? Like th- this timeline was so quick, and people didn't realize that these were kind of under studies for for really over a decade. But right. like I can understand the hesitancy where they're like, "What? This came out of nowhere?" Like, yeah, no, but I understand why people are like, "Holy shit!" Like all of a sudden, it's like. But then, Jake, you got nine anthrax shots, so I can see why you're a little hesitant to be like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, homie. Smallpox, too, right? That was awful. I haven't got a flu shot since I got out. I've gotten the the bad taste in my mouth from that shot was they basically said, you have to take this or you can't come on any federal installation. Yeah. So, like, right. right. and, And it was like, here's your livelihood. Or no, Get the you show. know that was it. Yeah, yeah. They uh, you want to work, you know, and like or... you're like you're talking, Kevin. I mean, uh, you know, for the first variant of COVID, it was effective, but then as it morphed, they didn't keep up with it. All right, uh, I mean, you couldn't keep up with it fa- that fast, right? So it it very quickly became okay. It wasn't as effective, but then when they're going, when they start hanging authority on there for safety and all that shit. And you're like, wait a second, this is a, this is an overweight old person's disease. Right. And they're like, no, 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 it's for everyone. And if you go back to when HIV was up and they're like, you can get that from everywhere. Right. And are like, oh, well, actually you couldn't. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about the food yeah. pyramid. Sorry about HIV. Sorry about uh, the COVID stuff. Sorry. Tobacco, sugar. But we know what we're talking about. Right, 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 right. So uh, that's where you start getting, uh, okay, it might be valid, but now it's it's too muddy. Now it's all yeah. muddy. So um, Do what, So total sidebar, um, for the last like two and a half years, I've been on testosterone injections, right? So every like, Three months, I get my blood work to make sure like, everything's normal. Sex now? Uh, <laughs> you saw my wife come and give me McDonald's fries. Doesn't mean um, shit. That's true. That's true. Just Does she feed you those fries while you're getting your injections? She would. She would. <laughs> I remember I had gotten my blood drawn probably a month after I got like I think the second like COVID vaccine or maybe it was a booster. Maybe it was a booster. And I noticed that my my wife blood cell count dropped up like a little bit right fast forward five months I actually caught covid very mild symptoms my freaking platelets were shot like they're talk. i'm talking oh, like 80 percent of them were 80 80 percent of them were gone and i didn't feel right for wow maybe five or six months so i'm like okay like there's probably something to for me right uh, to to, to yeah. the vaccinations like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to it because i don't uh 
it was it was pretty bad and that was mild symptoms yeah, yeah, like yeah. mild mild but you didn't have the you didn't have the shit to fight it off right what do you mean well your white bloods are your white blood the cells immune, they were low yeah, the immune. after i caught covid they were low and then oh, so the next okay. few months yeah. i was yeah. sick a ton like i was missing work like every like probably two three days a month sometimes just like i'm like i'm wiped man and it, i was like and do i have long covid but i kind of snapped out of it and then um testosterone injections help by the way just fyi they're uh they're pretty nice nice <laughs> throwing, throwing that out there for all you old bastards <laughs> like low t center get a check like yeah just make sure yeah. you go and get that gravy blood thinned out every uh three oh weeks, yeah three don't, <laughs> yeah yeah i've had to donate blood quite a bit and uh yeah i used to be a like a little bitch when i donated blood like i was one of those that had to sit for like 20 minutes you know like oh my god last time i went it took like eight minutes yeah <laughs> my blood was so thick yeah they're like that was it you're good i'm like whoa okay I like that yeah, yeah they're, I, they're pouring I like got... honey they're like holy shit look at this like yeah, sample. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I donate blood pretty regularly not because of t- testosterone just because i don't know you're a nice guy and i do that but i was super suspect of mine like after i got both shots and then baby a month and a half two months later i went and got donated blood and uh there was a covid test at the bottom and it said covid antibodies no i was like okay what's going on here really so i didn't have any antibodies for covid two months after i got the second shot so it are evidently for me, it process is all the anthrax got in here. Like, get out of here, pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> COVID's like, nah, anthrax, get the fuck out. You know, you guys swimming in. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it was. But yeah, yeah. COVID kicks the door in. They're like, nope, yeah, no, nothing. No, Some more fractions, man. Uh. Okay, so uh, let's do our last story here. A uh, quick one, but a couple months ago, because we talked about this, uh, the Humvee that uh, got stolen from California National Guard <laughs> yeah. back in July. Well, they just found it. They hey. just found it last week. In July. And they stole it in July, and they just found it yeah. last week. It's in Honduras. Uh, a fully green <laughs> camouflage Humvee. Uh, so oh. from task and purpose, the stolen National Guard Humvee found after a long chase. So this is a quick one, uh, but they stole it uh, the night before the 4th of July. Someone broke into the Santa Rosa National Guard Armory in Northern California. Yeah, the security uh, cop was on the couch. He didn't see it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> right. He was busy. He was busy. He was busy with orientation of the new <laughs> airman security force. Right. Uh, the thief managed to get into a Humvee and get it going, crashing through a gate to get out. Beyond a few sightings in the region, the stolen Humvee vanished oh. uh, until last week. That's good so camouflage. The chips, the California Highway Patrol, along mm. with the Sonoma. What's up in Sonoma? That's nice. There, man. Drinking wine, baby. Along with yeah. the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office, captured the car after a car chase on Tuesday, November 14th. It started early in the morning, just before 7 a.m. So do you think that guy just got up or had he been up all night? 
right? We talked about the jerk. The guy's over in Okinawa, right? Uh, They got a call to the sheriff's office about a man in a camouflage Humvee. The driver, 34-year-old Anthony Stabile, allegedly fired a handgun at a utility truck before 7 a.m. Randomly. The early morning. He's on testosterone shots and he's trying, <laughs> got a little aggressive. Just all hopped up on my COVID vaccine. Yeah. Uh, take the, take so the go with the bad, gentlemen. You know, the go with the bad. <laughs> it could happen to anybody. He fired some shots uh, at a utility truck and drove off. Deputies responded and CHP was contacted to help search for the suspect. Uh, CHP officers found Stabile driving a Humvee eastbound on Bodega Highway. Just outside Sebastopol. California Highway Patrol said in a statement they followed him until it was safe to pull him over, uh, but Stabile refused to pull over, and he started a pursuit. Law enforcement chased after the Humvee. The stolen car ran over spike strips set up by the Petaluma Police Department, puncturing the tires but not stopping the driver because the run flats, right? They got some run flats on there. (laughs) Humvee kept going until the tires fully deflated, and handling became near impossible. So Stabile then surrendered to authorities without a struggle. He was charged with several felonies, including a loaded firearm in public, shooting at an unoccupied vehicle, firing a gun from a vehicle, vandalism, unlawful possession of a gun, a loaded unregistered gun. Flipping off police officers. Well, that too. Possession of a stolen vehicle and evading. (laughs) Evading is a felony? I don't know. Uh, despite the extremely recognizable appearance of the military vehicle and the Humvee's limited fuel efficiency, law enforcement <laughs> failed to locate the car in four months. Ooh. In the days following the theft, there were reports of the Humvee throughout Sonoma County and the Sacramento area, often without its lights on. Oh, stealthy. Those reports dropped off after July where the car had been <laughs> Uh, the car has been or how it was refueled without suspicion since remains a mystery. So it's been hidden for four months. This guy gets drunk. What? Well, maybe not drunk, but this guy takes it out before 7 a.m., shoots up a utility vehicle, and then just goes on a high-speed Humvee chase, which is not that high-speed. Well, yeah. you know what? He would have just not shot up the utility bill. Just kept nice going. Well, he was in yeah. the army, and he was responding to a letter where they asked him to come back. Oh yeah, good call. Oh, he was man. in a hurry. They should have yeah. just sent him a letter, freaking in July. Way to bring that back around, <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. I like that. It's only twenty-two miles away, though. Like the Santa Rosa Armory mm. from Sonoma County, like yeah, Sonoma he's not going cross country, right, right? Yeah, right. That's a good point. Good point. Mm. Uh, okay, so in response to, uh, or not in response, but in honor of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? You guys got any Thanksgiving stories? I didn't even ask that. So I remember having Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember being in the army and they brought, they would bring Thanksgiving out in the mermites, you know, the, <laughs> the big, the old thermal aluminum things that turned your eggs green and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice because it wasn't an MRE. So you were eating a hot yep. meal. Uh, in face paint, but at least you got to, you know, they would stop exercises, take a moment, get to go yep. do that. So, and we talked about having Thanksgiving on the ops floor, 
where just the day shift got to celebrate that. The swing shift and mid shift just got left over. Well, swing shift wasn't bad because they usually do it kind of late. You know, it was still kind of, or, or they would do a second one, right? Yeah. yeah. Mid shift just totally got leftovers. You're on your own. Yeah, mid shift all. Because they're like, oh, you already got to celebrate. And it was like, no, I was sleeping. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. They always um, brought box nasties to us. You know those in-flight box meals that the air oh, crews no would take? Yeah, they sandwiches start. all around. Sandwich and bag of chips and an apple, for Christ's sakes. A little bit of mustard. Skittles. Skittles. Oh, yeah, the little, the, the tiny little, <laughs> little mustard and mayo yeah. packs that you had. Yeah. yeah. Box nasties from in-flight, man. Yeah. But, you know, that was better, I, guess, I suppose, than anything else. Uh, they thought of us. Yeah. <laughs> Bleeding. Um, well, one thing on Thanksgiving that you could always look forward to, at least if you were in an op center, if you were in space, Eric, is that <laughs> you knew once the colonel finished dishing out the turkey, you could get to go watch movies. Yeah. Right? You could turn off CNN or Fox News for a while. At least you could watch movies during mm. Thanksgiving. So in honor of that, I am going to oh. steal Adam Carolla's Rotten Tomatoes game. Blake, that, was a, that was a good transition. Though. Ooh, I am I like straight it. up yeah. stealing Adam Carolla's <laughs> Rotten from the Adam Carolla podcast. I'm straight up stealing his Rotten Tomatoes game. So you're going to get they, the letter cease and desist using my mm-hmm. freaking. If we were that popular and he did, I, I would wear it as a badge of honor. I'd be like, yes, finally. Somebody's we recognizing the talent. That this 125 <laughs> years of military service is bringing you. <laughs> so, uh, Rotten Tomato game works like this. So, I'm going to give you a movie, and you got to guess a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't look up anything, obviously, right? Um, and you all got to say when you're ready, because I don't want you to listen to what other people say about the movie. So, you got to, I'll give you a second. You come up with your own score. We'll go around. We'll compare it to the Rotten Tomato score. Your difference will be added up over five movies, and the lowest score wins. Okay, it's what one through a hundred. One in through Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Okay. Marty, you can't keep track of like whether I <laughs> no, won no, no. one round versus Eric. No, no, no. Like, look, look, you're keeping. He was like, our scheduler. Oh, I can't, I can't, he was I can't our scheduler. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Put your hair. Airline is still elite. Uh, oh, that <laughs> is I have I have a system here. All right. Trust oh, okay. I have I'm a excited. system. I do. It's an Excel spreadsheet. spreadsheet. And it's an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. And I put some macros <laughs> in the goddamn thing. So send that to Israel and Ukraine. They'll probably appreciate it. Well, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, oh shit, we can account. This is much better than ours. Mm. This is better than ours. We don't want that. Don't tell them we shipped a bunch of these weapons off to uh, other countries. Right? <laughs> All right, everybody understand? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give you a movie here. Hold on. Let me go back to share screen. And oh, where is it? God damn it. Okay. Lost his mouse. I did lose his mouse. mouse again. <laughs> it's like this. Marty's peeking over the edge looking for the mouse. Motherfucker. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys seeing right now? Are You're you seeing both this whole... slides. God damn it. I did it again. <laughs> 21 slides, Marty. Come on, man. It is 21 slides. So I'm going to do it this uh, way, right? 
kind of a Texas fan do you think we have? Yeah, that's valid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hold on a second. <laughs> what did you put in the chat? Oh, that was the link from the the people getting kicked out for the, the boot. booster. It's oh, the, okay. the military.com. All right, it basically just it. said they were all going to get normal, like general discharges. Kevin, next time you got to share your French fries, man. You can't be eating French fries and not yeah. share them. You know what? You're right. That is that is just, rude. I'm sorry. It's, just, it's mean. It's just mean. Not all of us are Adonises like you, okay, Eric? Like, <laughs> that is true. Adonises. Yeah. Ad- Look at that goatee. Like, okay, Jake, no. like. Our beards well, are are below average. Yours is better than mine. But look at Marty and look at Mike Johns. Like oh. you have two, you have two elite hairlines, and then you have yeah. us. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. middle ground. It's yeah. like elite, <laughs> and then like oh yeah. Well, like I said before, I don't have a drop Frickin'. of testosterone in my body, but I got hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know what to I'm say. I'm swimming to that. in tea over here. I'm suffering the consequences. <laughs> Yeah. Ditto. Ditto. Mm. There was a head full a long time ago, too. That's a damn shame. Lush. I bet it was lush. You were in the 80s, so you're you're probably like dripping down. Oh, man. Smelt. Just smelt. I would like to see pictures. I would like to see pictures of your in regs haircut back in the 80s. Oh, Oh, you should have seen the pictures of him bodybuilding. Oh, this big son of a bitch! Oh yeah, all all slathered up with tanner and and fucking. It's impressive. I I I. I That's funny. You know, that's for the old days. Platonically, I'm impressed. <laughs> I don't care either way. All right, you guys got it. You guys ready? Let's do it. Oh yeah. There we go. No, that didn't work. All right, so the first one's going to be a Marines movie. Heartbreak Ridge. We're not seeing the movie. What? You can't see I'm any not, of this? I'm not seeing I it. I got a black screen. It does say Rotten Tomatoes game at the top, though. So you're right. getting some parts correct. Ooh, yeah, good call. <laughs> well, that's uh, okay. I, don't, I, I yeah. have no, I, I practiced on this show. Teapot, you didn't get a background issued? No. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Well, all right. I'm not going to go. There we go. There we go. Hey, we're up. I'm not going to go through whatever this slideshow playing thing is. Right. Well, I'm glad you gave the uh, brief description of what the movie was about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in case anybody doesn't. Well, I mean, there may be some people who watch this part, like Teeny. Who doesn't understand which movie we're talking about? He doesn't okay. make it this far. This is near and dear to my heart because I was there. Okay, so everybody got to get their guesses, and we're going to say them uh, one at a time. All right? Two. One through uh, or zero through 100. So what do you give Heartbreak Ridge on a critic score, not an audience score this time? Oh. Critic Eric, score. what's your score? For critics, it'll be 68.2. We're not doing points. <laughs> Just let him do what he does and round up or down. It's, it's six rage. Eight. Gosh, dang it. You ruined the whole game, Eric. 68. 
<laughs> Turkey's like going to be dry too. because of you. <laughs> 68, man. Critics choice. 68 for Eric. Jake? 73. Teapot? 60. And Mike? 43. Just prices, right, rules? No, no. It can be up or down. <laughs> it's just how far away you are from the critic score. Oh, okay. And the critic score is. Oh. Ooh, 68. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Are you kidding me? That's, That's incredible. awesome. Incredible. Audience yeah, score. Oh. Look at that audience score, man. Right? It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, okay, next movie. It's an army movie. Army. Three, that's close. The Hurt Locker. Oh, the Hurt Locker. Oh, oh the Hurt Locker? Yeah, a great movie. 2008, right? Jeremy Renner, uh, before he was uh, into the Marvel Universe? Yeah, I think it was before. Uh-huh. And before he was uh, in the Jason Bourne yeah yeah that's right and uh it also had uh mackie in there too before he was in the marvel universe that's curious it got a tad bit hokey when they went off the base on their little own you know ah, it was very much hokey yeah but so people my, yeah, my eod it, best right? friend wasn't a fan hmm. who wasn't a fan my uh, eod best friend growing up he's like yeah yeah i bet i bet I got the whole. I, I mean, I thought I thought the principle of the movie was good. Was that the uh, Jeremy Renner's character was just like, I got nothing else. This is what I yeah. know. I kind of got a death wish anyway, so I'm going to keep going back. Yeah, I get that, right? But what do you think this movie rated by the critics? You guys got we, it. We go in the same order. No, we'll start with Jake okay. this time. Okay, eighty-seven. Because it was nominated for a freaking... That's right. Yeah, it got a bunch of shit. Yep. Teapot? 94. Oh. Oh, holy oh shit. okay. I don't know. That sounded competent. 23. <laughs> 91. Ooh, oh, oh okay. You think the critics like this movie, huh? Yeah. Mr. History? I'm going to go 89. Okay. Yeah. Big I'm the lowest. Jeez. Yeah. And the critic score is 97. Ooh. Can you believe it? Was a good movie. Huge. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I was surprised was that the critics movie. liked it, but maybe it was kind of the mental thing. Audience score was a little bit low. Wow. So I would have thought this would have been opposite, to tell you yep. the truth. Yep. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's, it's weird. All right, number three. You ready? This is a Navy movie. Somebody said it a couple weeks ago. Is there so a black guy age. starring? Yeah, so black guys. Black, Actually, black guy there is black guy in this movie. Told you. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, this is Navy babies. Yeah, Delf. that's their Navy oh, pilots. That's right. That's right. They're Navy pilots. <laughs> Jessica Biel, Jamie Fox. I don't know who the third guy is. So I've never heard of him. But I'm gonna give it a high rating just because of Jex- Jessica Biel. So for those who are just on the podcast Woo! or on the audio one, this is a uh, stealth, but 2005 American action film right and it's so cool it's so goofball it was always on in the sock i remember that it was because i think tbs picked it up or some shit like that the stealth was always available to watch 
So, uh, okay, you got it in your head? Teapot, you're first. Woo, stealth. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 57. Generous. 57. I'm a Jamie Foxx fan, man. That was, that was during his heyday, right? And he's hyper He's hyper man. I mean, yeah, she was looking good, right? Mike, what do you got? 64. Oh, damn it. And the, the IC version of Stealth was much, much better. The hmm. what version? The Ice T. Ice T, the rapper. He made a movie <laughs> called Stealth. And the uh the special effects were literally like model airplanes on fishing wire <laughs> being flying in front being flown in front of like the original iphone it are you terrible. serious yeah it was it was it was horrible but was anyway, like a youtube thing or what no it was a it was an actual movie it was just really horrible yeah never heard of it. eric what do you got this is critics it's gonna be always critics right critics. this is critics, critics right. um i'm gonna go 72 bold yeah yeah Jake. No, I feel like they, they probably did like it. Yeah, I was 64, but 66. <laughs> I'm going to regret that. You price is right. <laughs> the critics' score for stealth was. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Holy cow. There goes all of our stats. <laughs> yeah. 13. That was Holy terrible, cow. man. Yeah, look at that. Damn, nobody liked it. Released oh in 2005, the film was a critical and box office flop. Wow. Grossing 79 mil, seen. and it costs 135 mil to make. You know what's funny? One of the worst it, it, it dealt with AI, right? It dealt with oh. AI. If it was released now, it probably oh, would have done yeah. a lot better. Wow. It was AI. You could have been. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. But Stealth was rated at critic score at 13. 13 and audience 39. Oh, my God. I never Isn't thought it? it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad either. I honestly either. never. I think I've maybe seen a couple of scenes of it. That's it. It's, I thought it's, it was... a, it's annoying more than it's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I look for in all my movies. <laughs> <laughs> annoying. All right, so I'm trying to do the five forces here. Well, it was actually six, but uh, I got a Coast Guard movie for you. Oh, the Guardian. Swimmer. Guardian. Uh, you knew it was yeah. the Guardian. Coast Guard movie yeah. you can think yeah. of, right? Exactly. The Guardian, Guardian, 2006, Kutcher? Kevin Costner, Ashton Kutcher. Right? Wasn't that the yeah. old? Wasn't that the old trope? You know, Kevin Costner was the old guy. Here's the new rookie coming in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The classic military story. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Well, at least a trope, anyway. Uh, okay, we're back up to you, Eric. What do you got? Well, you know, I thought the movie was entertaining. Thought it was a bunch of bullshit, I liked it. a little hokey, but I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I liked it. So, if I'm a critic, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give them a seventy. Seventy. Got it. I think that sounds safe. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jake. Sorry. It, it was pretty good, honestly. I like it. I, I, I remember it. enjoying it. It surprised me that I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, yeah. that was better than I thought. Yeah, that 13 threw me off, man. It still <laughs> got me. <laughs> I felt discombobulated. 
I know. I thought I knew people. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's critical. Oh, Ooh. I'm going with uh, 66 again. 66. Somewhere T5. in the middle. 52. Ooh, too low. Two. You didn't like it, huh? Ashton Kutcher in short shorts? Well, this is critics. On, this is critics. The last yeah. Kevin Costner movie while well, I watched it all the time is for love of the game. Like, if I need to go cry... Like I watch for love of the game because I'm a baseball guy. I do I just, like yeah. love of the game, but it's so yeah. I mean, just there's too many cutbacks. There's too many cutbacks. Billy Chapel, come on now. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Eighty-one. Oh, wow. There we 81. go. There we go. Okay. And get enough Ashley Kutcher. I like Money. Yeah, that's true. That was Ball. like one of his first movies. Yeah. Like, one of his first yeah. dramatic movies. Anyway. All right, The Guardian critic score is thirty-seven. What? Jeez. No wonder the critics suck. I know. So they that's suck. Thirty-seven. God, it wasn't that bad. I didn't think so either. Audience well, they probably expected Ashton to live up to his character in a "Dude Wars My Car." So, yeah, fantastic that, movie. That's probably there's uh, something to it. I think because you can see man. The audience was much higher. Oh, you know? uh, that's oh, yeah. audience is way much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My so and, and that's that's more how I felt about it. I thought he did a good job in it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I didn't really like Ashton Kutcher. So anyway. All right, last movie. This is our hey. Air Force oh, slash not really Space Force, but it is. This okay? better be fucking Armageddon. <laughs> War games, baby. Damn War games. War games. This is a good one. Ali Sheedy, Matthew Broderick. Dabney Coleman, right? And the Fred critics probably think this thing was amazing. And it's right behind your background. That's where oh. they came in. I always remember the four-leaf clover scene, right? Where he's <laughs> like, bam. There's one scene where, either way. He was, like, what are the he was like, what are the odds of this? And they're like, I found a four-leaf clover. And then he had a handful of them. So there's yeah. something suspect. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm like, how does this prove that this is suspect? <laughs> I don't get it. All right, Jake, you want to play a game? What do you got? The critics. Did they like it or did they not? I think they, I think they enjoyed this to the tune of sixty-three. Oh. I have no, I have no clue. <laughs> Teapot. Let's go 1983. Let's go 83. Oh, oh okay. He's taking the high road. Like like He's taking the high road. Like Big Vern. Matthew Broderick in a not weird alley sheedy had to be at least a 91. I mean, it's no gleaming the cube. That's true. That was like pre-cat girl (laughs) Ali Sheedy. Yeah, that's right. Man, Uh, okay, Eric. Only because I thought the movie was retarded. I really did. I did. I did. I. Oh man. Thirty-two. I'm going to take the high road too because I'm sure they thought it was wonderful. If I didn't like it, so I'm going to go. Let's go eighty-one. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, my. They really liked it. All right. Critic score for War Games is 
94. I told yeah. you they're a bunch of retards, man. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was anti-war, anti-military. It kind of was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and you can see the audience score, I think, is pretty accurate. Right, it's yeah. a little lower, yeah. uh, which is kind of where I would put it in the eighties. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was entertaining. It was good. Yeah, like I hmm. watch it if it's on TV. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna get with this. I liked it more learning about the true story where they did the uh, uh, what they put the uh, uh, tape, the, the, the tape. In, right? Test yeah. test yep. that in, and they're yep. like, holy shit, there's a, and that's what, that's what led to those test procedures. Yep. Because they, Eric, what they did was they. Uh, uh, they injected uh, simulated data, but it went out over live, and so oh. the operator saw this like uh, uh, this test scenario playing out, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Now <laughs> it didn't really lead to turn your key, sir. Turn your key, right? <laughs> Which is the most action a space guy has ever Ooh. had on screen. Yes. Turn your yeah. key, pal. Uh, but that that made that. Uh, a lot more entertaining. And Ali Sheedy was pretty cute back then. So, mm. Okay. Coming in in fourth place with a score of 129. Big Vern. Oh, I got <laughs> slaughtered. Well, coming in in third, who got the bronze. One point higher at 128. Jake Wall. Yes. Uh, in your face, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> so does eric win another quiz show again i don't think so he was or middle of the, the road newcomer keep out with middle right. of the road eric your score of 113 Ooh. is good for second place behind oh. teapot's score the of big 81 silver. nice job <laughs> So the podcast good conduct medal oh, no. goes to teapot. Now, like I said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna buy medals for all of you. So when medals. I put it out to the camera, you can reach out and go. Oh. Hey. So what we need to do is have it in the top oh, corner. Thank you very much. are not guaranteed. In the top corner, we'll keep score. I'll have a running list of you yeah, know good conduct. Good yeah. You've got one, Eric. Jake's got list. two, and now teapot has one. This is this is horse feces. <laughs> Freaking, he guesses mildly correctly, and he shows up late. Shows up late. Doesn't even have a legit background. Skips a couple games. <laughs> That's a good point. Some, some unknown injury. <laughs> Eric's over there cranking out Mr. History. He's got the OnlyFans site. He's got it all, man. He even had a special report from security forces. Yeah, Eric was hard, active. Man. He was active today. Was he was. We did say at the beginning that the winner of the movie quiz was going to win the, uh, we the did. conduct medal. So, is there a mediocre conduct medal? Uh, Mike's <laughs> got that wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just happy it went to a guy that looks like me. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, from here up, here down. Oh, yeah, uh, you're you all good. Sit yeah. up. You're good. Let's not talk uh, about body hair now, shall we? <laughs> Uh, on that note, we're at shift change before the holidays. So, everybody, before we go into our hijinks, have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments, which we did have some comments last time. 
They were all negative. Were good. They were good. So, <laughs> and make Perfect. sure next week that you are not Larry Fortuner. Make sure that. Oh, I already. <laughs> Marty forgot his line. I did look at my line. Hey, Thanks. little shout out to all the deployed guys and all. All the poor SOBs eating box nasties. You know who I wanted to give a shout out to was all the divorce couples with the guy who has to work a shift this weekend. Because that is such a pain in the ass to shuffle your kids around with the ex, and you have to worry about a shift in there too. Yeah. So good on you. You know, my hats off to you at the uh, exchange at the uh, McDonald's at 6 a.m. You know, (laughs) good job. We've all been. I've been there. And I, and I empathize with you. So. Yep. Right on. Thanks for the week, gentlemen, and I'll see you next week. Right on. Later, fellas. Love right. y'all. Catch you. Happy Thanksgiving.